0: And welcome. I'm Bill English, the publisher here at Bible and Business. I want to welcome you to another uh, Bible and Business video. Today we are in the third of a nine part series, actually a ten part series, on building healthy partnerships. And today we're going to be looking at the uh, concept of communication. All of this content for this video series comes from my book, A Christian Theology of Business Ownership, an introduction for Christian entrepreneurs on what the Bible has to say about owning a business. Now, this is going to be a pretty high overview of communication, and I'm just gonna highlight a few things about communication as it relates to either being in a partnership, considering uh, forming a new partnership, or considering bringing on somebody into an existing partnership. But before we uh, get going too much in that, I'd like to have you just head over to Bibleandbusiness.com and take a look at the blogs uh, that I have over there, some of the uh, podcasts that we have, over 200 now podcasts, and uh, some other things from the download section. I think you'll find it interesting and helpful. If you are a Christian business owner, or if you're a Christian who leads in business, you're the person I write for. You're the person that my ministry is about. And so I invite you to head over to Bibleandbusiness.com where we have other resources for you. So today's uh, episode is on communication. So let's dive into that, if we can, please. So, first of all, there's two parts to communication one is verbal. And one is nonverbal. So one part is verbal and one part is nonverbal. Now I define the verbal part for purposes in this episode today as just the raw content that is communicated, the actual words that come out of a person's mouth, whereas the nonverbal really is the majority of the overall message. That's the attitudes and the emotions, the voice tones, the facial expressions, those kinds of things. Uh, most of the meaning of the message is in the nonverbal, not the verbal. But those are the those are really uh, the two parts to the communication dimensions. And so, what you want to understand is that when you combine them both, you you get really the full message. You get the content that is created uh, and, and that is communicated, as well as how it is communicated. So there is the what the verbal, and then there is the how, the nonverbal. This is what Luke 6.45 says. Let's take a look at this. A good man produces good out of the good storeroom of his heart. So here the heart, the visceral part of of a man's being, is being compared to a storeroom. And a good man is going to have good things in his heart and is going to produce good out of that good storeroom. But an evil man, it goes on to say, produces evil out of the evil storeroom. For Listen to this phrase, for his mouth speaks from the overflow of his heart. So if you want to know what is inside of another person, it's not hard. Just listen to what they say and listen to how they say it. Listen to how they manage anger and frustration and elation, challenges and successes. Just listen if, if you want to know what's in a partner's heart, or maybe you're considering bringing on a new partner into your partnership, or you're looking to form a new partnership. Just listen to how they talk, listen to what they say and how they say it. Not just the raw content, but the nonverbal pieces. What do they look like when they're saying it? What's their voice tone? What's their body language? You know, what is happening with that communication? Listen to how they, how they manage situations when they get angry, when they get frustrated, when they become elated because something went so well, right? Listen to their speech. What you want here is a partner that can express herself with professionalism and tact in a difficult conversation. What you don't want is a partner that devolves into incivility. Incivility is something that a lot of businesses and partnerships put up with, and I don't think they should. Incivility is rudeness, it is being impolite, it is, it is being, um, a lot of people will say, well, I was just being honest, right after they just got done being very harsh and very direct and, and very difficult um, uh, to really to be around. The effects of incivility are going to kill your business. Look at some of these stats and I ref the reference for these stats is actually in my book. 53% of employees who were surveyed about incivility lost work time worrying about an uncivil incident and future interactions with the person who was being uh, who was really engaging in incivility. lost work time as they tried to avoid that person. 33% reported, I'm sorry, 37% reported a weakened sense of commitment to their organization. You know, most people when they leave a job, they don't leave the job or the company, they leave the manager. And this is where this is part of it. When you have a manager who is uncivil, when you have a manager that is rude, when you have a manager that is harsh, when you have a manager that is just really difficult to be around, uh, that manager's team is going to be um, a revolving door. I promise you it will be. That manager will lose top talent to another team within your company or to another company altogether. But their commitment because of the manager to the organization will also be weakened. Twenty-two percent reduced their efforts at work. You know, when you have when you're around incivility and rudeness and impoliteness and and condescending people, you tend to not want to work as hard for them or with them. 10% decreased the amount of time they spent at work. Almost half thought about changing jobs, which is not a good place for you to be. If uh, if you have um, a partner who is really rude and impolite and uncivil, uh, that's going to affect your whole company. And you can count on at any given time probably half of your company thinking about leaving. Uh, and then out, you know, not out of that 46, but 12 percent actually did change jobs. They actually went and found new pastures. That was probably top talent most of that 12% was probably top talent. So you really do not want incivility in your organization just because they can communicate clearly and you always know what they're thinking. You don't have to worry about what they're thinking, right? You know, boy, something about Joe, you'll never have to wonder what he's thinking. You'll never have to wonder about Joe if he's being honest, you know. None of that none of that really matters if how they communicate pushes people out. It pushes people away and it creates bad morale and a bad culture in your business. And I just want to give you a little bit of a warning here. If you get a chance with a with an on, either onboarding a partner or starting a new partnership, whatever it is, if you get a chance and your partner is married, spend time with them as a couple, okay? And look at how he treats his wife. Look at how she treats her husband. This will be a huge indicator As to how he will treat you and others in business. And the reason for that is because of a firm belief that I have. You cannot be one person at home and be another person at work. Eventually, you can do it for a while, but eventually uh, who you are as a person is going to come out whether you're at home or at work. So one of the ways to watch how they handle uh, significant Uh, intimate relationships is to see how they handle their spouses. How do they talk to their spouse? What do they talk about? How do they resolve conflict? That kind of thing. So let's just do a quick review of communication here. So today I've talked about uh, making sure that you listen for how your partner communicates, not just the content, but the emotions, the the nonverbal piece. Watch that. Listen for that. Incorporate that. Take a look at that and then understand that the words that come out of their mouth and how those words come out of their mouth is a direct reflection of what is in their heart. And so ask yourself the question, is this a heart that I want to be in business with? That's a really good question to ask yourself. And then finally, by all means, avoid those rude, difficult, impolite, condescending, uncivil partners they're not worth it. You'll rue the day you got into a business with them. Even if they're highly talented, crazy smart people who are just at the top of their game professionally, you do not want to be in a partnership with them. I promise you, you don't. Now in our next episode on building healthy partnerships, we're going to look at compatibility, which really has to do with swim lanes and governance. So I hope you'll join me for that. I'm Bill English, the publisher here at Bible and Business. I want to thank you for coming with me today on this journey, and I hope to see you again next time here at Bible and Business. Go out and make it a great day. Take care.